Welcome to the Chase Sagum Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Sagum. Today we're going to be talking about a couple hot news items. Uh, one, Google's potential decision to go back into China, inside the Chinese firewall. And the other story about the InfoWars purge. Alex Jones, how big tech has decided to give those guys the boot. So we'll talk about this and what some of these things mean. But first, the intro. So I'm sure you have your opinions on these issues, but I thought it would be worth it to at least talk about them. These big technology shifts that happen, and sometimes there are small things that happen that have large ripple effects. I think these both of these situations can be categorized under both uh, both of those those categories. But sometimes these are worth talking about because they affect our businesses in very long term ways, and they're they're subjects that cannot be ignored for good or for bad. So let's get into this. The first one is Google. There's many news stories reporting right now. Many reputable outlets are reporting that Google is in conversations with Tencent, the popular China search engine, and in talks with the Chinese government over potential re-entry into the Google market. What does this mean? Well, if you remember a few years back, uh, due to censorship, Google based on principle, left China because they didn't want search results censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Kind of a cool decision, a bad decision from a stockholder perspective. There's many different angles to look at this. From a free speech perspective, it was a good good call. But from a running your business and gaining a profitability, you're leaving the largest search engine market in the world when you leave China. Well, here we are many years later. Google clearly wants to make money for its shareholders, and they're back in talks with the Chinese about bringing Google back to a billion or so Chinese users. This is an interesting situation. What role does a company have in protecting free speech for people? Well, in the United States, we have a constitutional uh, obligation. It's one of our Bill of Rights for freedom of speech. So it's ingrained in our system, and there are ways to battle the breach of freedom of speech. But in China, it's a communist nation. It's led by a communist regime. Free speech is not only not allowed and not forgiven, but instead on the flip side, propaganda runs rapid and is very much the foundation of dialogue and of news and of content in China. At the time, I kind of really sided with Google. I thought what they were doing was was very admirable. Being willing to say, hey, China, if you are going to censor and allow for propaganda in our search results, we don't want anything to do with that. And that was during a very idealistic time of Google. 
Fast forward to today, Alphabet, as they are now known, they've got shareholders to please, and you can see it in how they're working with working with uh, with groups like China. It's a very complicated issue. On one hand, you could say, look, if you're willing to just filter out truth inside of the search engine, that's one thing. But Google is going to have to comply with the Chinese Chinese Communist Party's rules regarding rankings and priority of content that is included in search results, which means propaganda in search results. And a company that is willing to do that, what's their willingness to do something like that here in the United States? What have they already been doing to contribute to certain political parties and, and certain presidents who have run for president and trying to slant opinion towards certain parties and certain nominees in, in certain elections. Google by no means has a clean clean conscience on, on these matters. I am not personally very torn on this issue. I know how companies are. Going back, if you do your history, going back to World War II and, and the Nazi party, companies like IBM would fall right in line as long as the old Hitler would be willing to pay a paycheck to keep the business running. So companies are not always idealistic. They follow the market. They follow the paycheck, frankly, right? What is a company's obligation to promote free speech around the world? That's arguable. I will say that, and it's probably easy for me to say this because I don't have the shareholders that Google has. I don't have the pressure that their founders, that Sergey Brin deals with. But I will say that if it were me, I would not participate in China if my business were to deliver potential propaganda to end consumers. If I'm selling a product or service, that's one thing. But this service has to do with people searching for truth, searching for knowledge, and for that information to potentially be tampered with by the Chinese Communist Party. I just don't think I would do that. I would not be a part of that. It's really interesting, guys, though, how this has a ripple effect. If China does accept Google, and if Google does get back into China, it will create huge marketing opportunities for U.S. companies to advertise products and services in China, it won't be as easy as enabling a simple geographic feature inside of the Google Ads platform, unfortunately, because China has very strict regulations as to what is sold and advertised in mainland China. So we, we still will have to deal with that. But there is a potential that Google streamlines the efforts that you have to normally take to advertise on Alibaba in China to advertise on WeChat, to advertise on Tencent or Baidu. So this is, economically speaking, a potential huge opportunity. What I'm hopeful is that Google can get in the doors in China, but not compromise in the face of propaganda. How they do that, I don't know. But that would be my one underlying principle here. For freedom of the individual around the world, there isn't a win here, necessarily, at least directly. However, economically speaking, it could bridge more ties between U.S. companies and Chinese consumers. 
It could help build U.S. businesses in the area, in the region. And those are the positives. The negative is Google's willingness now to alter its search results in favor of a government, of what a government wants and says. And that potentially has a long-term ripple effect negatively around the world. Switching gears, InfoWars. New story has come out, you've seen, no doubt. Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, and now YouTube have all removed Alex Jones' website, InfoWars, from their platforms, essentially blacklisting Alex Jones for quote-unquote dangerous hate speech. If any of you are familiar with Alex Jones and have heard of any of, listened to or read any of his material, he is the epitome of the conspiracy theorist. Everything from the 9-11 conspiracy theory about the 9-11 attacks not actually happening and how it was a hoax made by the U.S. government, all the way to Holocaust denial and everything in between. I personally am not a fan of Alex Jones at all. I think he's dangerous, and I think the ideas that he portrays are not just dangerous but ignorant and stupid. Having said that, I do not think it is a good day for the internet for Alex Jones and InfoWars to be kicked off of these platforms. While many people around the country and the world are cheering today because the big bad guy Alex Jones and InfoWars have been sent home and kicked off of Twitter, not allowed to tweet, not allowed to post a YouTube video, not allowed to publish an Instagram post, there's a big question now that's looming for the rest of us. What is censorable? What is justifiably allowed in terms of being kicked off of these platforms? It's easy to say Alex Jones' speech is dangerous, but what's the, what's the line between dangerous and I don't agree with him? Where is that line? And how is that line being abused in all of this? Would we do the same thing for, I don't know, the Young Turks on YouTube? You could argue they are equally as dangerous to political dialogue in the United States as, as InfoWars. Have they been kicked off of their platforms? Would we want them to be kicked off of their platforms? My stance on this, guys, is no. Regardless of how ignorant and stupid and dangerous InfoWars is, I believe in free speech. I believe in the Bill of Rights, and I think this is so incredibly dangerous to brands and voices on the internet that have different opinions than the norm. I don't think there is a very wide gap between labeling someone hate speech and then kicking them off of your platform because of hate speech to the difference between that is so short and so small between that and I just don't agree with them. I think, uh, I don't know what is to be done here, but I think this is dangerous. I think this is a bad place to be in. I think the hardest but most important time to promote free speech is when you don't agree with the speech. I think the hardest way to defend your your uh, constitutional rights is 
when maybe they're being compromised by but it's but it's one of your enemies or someone that you deeply disagree with or dislike in this case that's how i feel about infowars i have been a hater of infowars and alex jones for a long long time but i will stand here and record this today and tell you they should not lose their privileges on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google, whatever, simply because we don't agree with them. And if we think this is a good thing, one could argue that we are not very far from seeing other voices kicked off of these platforms simply because of more minor levels of hate speech, as we'll call it. That's coming around the corner. And this is very, very dangerous for the internet. So, wanted to cover those two news stories. Interested in your thoughts? Leave your comments below. If you guys could, do me a huge favor too. I need some of you, if you do like this podcast, leave a review on iTunes. Uh, we have this thing, I guess, where if you want your, the podcast to get featured in the iTunes store, you have to get a certain number of, of positive reviews in the first couple weeks. And so... I think at the time of this recording, we only have one. One of you, Carl, Carl Beckert, has left a five-star review uh, on, on iTunes. If you guys could do me a favor, leave one if you do like this, if, this podcast. I would so, so appreciate it. You guys are awesome. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Chase Sagan Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud. Also on SoundCloud, you can post Uh, any questions or topics you want me to cover for future episodes, and stay tuned for the next one. Thanks.